Welcome to another GNA podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about shit. But tonight, we actually got something way cooler. We have a special guest joining us, one coming all the way from Italy, if you can believe it. Yeah, people actually in other countries, we talk to them. We're friends. It's cool. We we have a really cool guy. Um, he's a YouTuber. If you haven't seen any of his uh, parody videos on some of the video games, Doom, Dark Souls 3, uh, Fallout, uh, you got to check him out. Uh, Matthew Shesman. How you doing tonight, man? Hey, thanks. Uh, doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Dude, thank you for joining us, man. Oh, no Super problem. excited. And we got joining us with us tonight, uh, Blue Shark. Salut. Is that right? Am I saying that right? I don't know. If, if not, you just got really offensive. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> ah, when well, you try in Italian. So it's, yes. Uh, ah, no, no. Salute. I think it's uh, maybe German. So I, I should be like, uh, buonasera, I guess. Well, no, what do you guys say when you do like uh, cheers or to your health or something like that? A oh, toast? Uh, let me think. Uh, I guess we say... Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why, why? Why? I don't know that. It should be so. You know, automatic. But I don't know. We say. Uh, God damn it! I, I lost my Italian. I, you know. Uh oh! You got happens. Do you have a hand in your Italian card now? <laughs> yeah, too much uh, speaking English, so I, I lost my. Let, let me think. But let's go on. <laughs> and right. joining us with us tonight is also Zyberblood of Zyber Games. Heyo! Thank you guys for all joining in tonight. Um, so, usually we kick into what is everybody drinking? Um, now, I would say I'm drinking a whole bunch of rum, but I keep drinking all my rum because the rum's so good. So, I'm going to switch off. I know, um, I know, uh, Shez, you, you have something yeah. where you don't necessarily drink alcohol all the time. So, what are you drinking with us on the show tonight? Okay, I'm drinking a coffee that is called, the, the, the brand is called Lavazza. Uh, I guess Lavazza <laughs> in, uh, in English and uh, it's a quality red coffee and it's very very good and uh, yeah the, the type of coffee is kind of like an espresso but it's a little more maybe diluted is it right diluted when you mm-hmm. have more water yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah it's very yeah. you know it's one of my, the best coffee that I have uh, tasted so yeah it's Lavazza uh, red quality it's uh, really good Better than, than than Starbucks, I think. <laughs> well, that's probably. What's the red quality? I don't know much about coffee here, so I'm interested uh, to know what that is. It's like a you know you get like lavazza, and then you have uh, many types of coffee. Maybe someone that is more like uh, maybe they have like a quality that's more like Peruvian uh, style. Maybe it's more uh, uh, more sweet. This oh, one, okay. I think it's the, it's the you know the right balance. So. I am absolutely, you know, addicted to coffee and uh, I, you know, uh, um, I, I drink coffee because I, I have to animate. So I need my, you know, to go to 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 be functional, you know, but yes. it's very good. As I say, I'd much okay. rather be addicted to coffee than the monster energy drinks I have intravenously fed into my system t- 17 <laughs> oh my hours God. a day. So <laughs> I would much rather have coffee because at least I know what's in coffee. They changed your bloodstream to, you know, Gatorade and, and Monster drinks, so it's not good for you. I was walking down the street. I got stabbed the other day, and I started pouring out a Gatorade-looking <laughs> color. They ran. They were going to take my wallet, but they just kept going. Like, nope, we're done. <laughs> out of here. And then I sprinted home. It's 10 miles away. It's crazy. You're like one of, one of the zombies from Carmageddon that they had, like, the green. Oh, God. 
Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just a little more tweakish. I'm like the, I'm like the squirrel from Hoodwinked and one of the zombies from Carmageddon. I'm just... <laughs> By the way, uh, can I ask, you guys usually drink coffee at home uh, in the US or maybe do you go out drink coffee? I'm just asking because I, I don't know if you guys, you know, every day drink coffee or... Oh, I, I make sure I have at least 10 cups a day. Coffee but is but huge you do the, here. The American uh, coffee, right? So it's like a lot of water and it's big. The cup is very big, right? My coffee, compared to what a lot of people drink here, they consider uh, like jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really strong. Like whatever. Yeah, I've had coffee I tried referred to as uh, tar because it, uh, yes. it more has molasses <laughs> tendency to it. But I don't drink coffee all that often. In my defense, I I, uh-huh. I, I think I've tried it. I've, I think I've tried it like f- handful of times, maybe five times. Yeah, yeah. But you see, I don't see many mm, people from the U.S. that uh, drink coffee like they they like it a lot. It's like more. I drink coffee because I have to to you know be more awake. Oh, I love right? coffee. Yeah, yeah. coffee. That... Depending on where it's from, it can hold such um, robust flavors. Uh, not to be hidden by like super sweet crap to throw in it yeah, yeah, or like too the, much milk. Yeah, that's what Starbucks usually do. And also yeah. here we have some places that are like, you know, kind of like Starbucks, but they're not very, you know, we don't look at that like something that is quality. It's more like, you know, you go to the mall and you have that and it's not like the real thing, right? So, right. Yeah, at home we have the real deal. I just don't see the point of paying like ten dollars for a yeah, yeah, cup of milk. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, true. I personally don't drink it because it doesn't agree with my stomach. Uh, so I'll be like glued to the john for the rest of the day. So <laughs> I um, when I, think I it's do more of a drink suction it, cup to the john, not really a glue. It's yeah. more of a suction cup thing going on. Yeah, when I do drink it, I get it. There's a gas station that's a uh, popular uh, over here in the U.S. Um, in northern areas. It's called Wawa, and the coffee is cheap, um, but it's good coffee. I don't have to add a lot of cream to it. It's I can drink it almost, you know, black, blacker than normal. But uh, some interesting uh, uh, recommendation that I received was uh, try a, something called cold brew coffee, which I have no idea how the hell they make this, but apparently cold the brew? acidity. Yeah, it's cold brewed mm. coffee. I don't know how they make it. I haven't done a lot of research into it, but it apparently has less acidic, it has oh, yeah. less acidity to it, so it's a little bit easier on you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, dude, the coffees that I tried, they were like, you know, it was like Death Wish coffee. It, it was stuff that had skull and crossbones on it. Jeez, you, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like the stuff you're drinking actually won't kill you. Pirate yeah. coffee. Well, Blue Shark, what are you drinking with us tonight? Well, I um. I had a hot toddy last night, um, and uh, so I today I uh, I had to after paddle boarding I ran to um, the local fast food joint Chick Fil A. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by nor supported by Chick Fil A. And not uh, from Lavazza too. No. <laughs> uh, and I got a I got a half sweet tea, half unsweet tea, and I'm mixing it with Woodford Reserve. Now I have in my hand right now. Uh, Woodford Reserve is a whiskey, for those of you who do not know. Um, I actually have a little bit of a shot of whiskey right now, and I'm actually going to take a taste <laughs> of this. Because um, we talked about how I, I'm not a huge fan of this whiskey because it, it bites. But, you know, I figured let's try it again on, on the show just to see what I th- say about it. Hmm. Okay. So 
you get kind of the you get the vanilla notes, but it uh, as soon as it touches you, your tongue it burns, and you got a burn at the end. So you get like a burn, and then you get the vanilla and the oak, and then you get a burn again. And uh, wow. it's not it's not smooth. It's not bottom shelf crappy whiskey. So it's not like a kick to the nuts. It's not a complete <laughs> kick to the nuts. Um, but uh, it does pair well with Coke. It pairs well with lemonade. I've tried that before, and it pairs well with sweet tea. All right. So it's definitely mm-hmm. a mixing drink. It's not something that you're going to sit down and sip. I'm sure there's someone who's a, who's a whiskey snob more than I am. They'd probably want to reach through whatever speaker or headphones they're using right now and choke me to tell me that, <laughs> no, you're, you're doing it all wrong. It's supposed to be drinking straight or with ice, maybe a little water, but never mixed because it's one of those – higher shelf whiskeys but um for my taste mm-hmm. for my liking well, i just took us another bit of it and it burned less so the first time it burns the second time i guess you're numb to it well also once you let <laughs> j- just like most alcohols once you let them breathe a little bit they kind of lose a lot of that burn and a little couple drops of water usually will open up like scotch it opens up scotch really nice yeah so like i said i'm not an expert on this you know cecil uh, he's talked about it before you've talked about scotch and you're uh your tastings with it, and and you were taught how to drink scotch. I'm sure I'm probably drinking this a little bit wrong, but uh, it's not horrible whiskey. I won't say that. I will not bash them for that. But uh, I prefer it. I guess you could say I like blended, like Crown is blended, um, and uh, that's a smoother whiskey, and I prefer that over drinking this stuff, which is probably still blended, but it's still it bites more. Hey, I just want to quickly point out the only th- way I was ever taught how to drink whiskey was from the bottle. So that's all I know how to do. <laughs> wow. Same here. Like that's all I've ever known how to do. Sounds like a, a Max Payne story, you know. There was yes. definite there was a, a, a was there was a maximum amount of pain involved. There was definitely a maximum amount of pain. By the way, you were right. It's a salute. Salute it's uh, basically a salute means health. Uh, the exact you know translation is health so okay. yeah it's you were right it's sa- salute basically. all right so, salute nice. yeah <laughs> so zyra blood what are you drinking with us tonight well my uh my drink changed today i was gonna be drinking uh mississippi mud uh is uh i i didn't do too much research into it because my interests got turned a different way but it's um a brown and tan the mississippi mud uh, I got changed to a beer from the Bronx Brewery called uh, Summer Pale Ale. Ooh, I've heard of the Bronx Brewery, but tell me about yes. the Summer Pale Ale. I've never had that. Uh, the Summer uh, Pale Ale, um, it is uh, a slightly hoppy, almost IPA-tasting pale ale. Ooh. Um, and it has a, a nice note of uh, lemon for like a citrus add-in um the beer comes in at a abv of uh, 5.2 so it's not it's not too harsh an ibo of 32 it's it's a nice light like picnic beer lounge beer very nice very nice well i myself tonight i am going back to one of my golden oldies I am drinking the Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA. Oh, this is nice. uh, this is by far one of my favorite IPAs. I've had a lot of IPAs, and and I like a lot of different IPAs now. I used to be a stout snob, but 
I've started just since I've started this show. I've really been trying to try more and more beers, and the the ninety minute IPA, it's so smooth. It's got a very hoppy front end, and it's it's got a very lasting flavor. Now these guys are nine percent by volume, so you have to watch out with these guys. These are not yep. a drink all day picnic beer. This is a no. this is a one <laughs> dr- you know like one beer for dinner, and you you pair it with something really good. Um, I really like pairing this with like a steak, like a really really solid piece of meat. But this is definitely not a drink all day beer. Um, now other people what's, what's an IPA? I don't know what's an IPA. Sorry, an, an IPA. It's an Indian Pale Ale. Typically, the the oh. most the most common things that you find with them are is is that they are have a continuous feed of hops throughout the process, and they have mm-hmm. a very very um, very strong hoppy taste to them. Uh, you can find IPAs with all sorts of different citrus, vanilla, clove, yep. um, but this is just a very very straightforward. Uh, I would say an in-your-face IPA. It's uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the the ninety minutes are double, right? Um, I know it's ninety minutes worth of continuous hop feed. Uh, I don't know about it being a double IPA. All I know is that it is. It's very. Oh, wait, wait. Flavored. That's the that's the one twenty, right? That's a double IPA. Ooh, man, I I haven't drank the one twenty in so long. I don't know, but I'll, I'll believe you. I know one of them is a double. But either way, like they're they're definitely not something that you want to be pounding back all day, one after another. Because yeah. the second you stand up, you're like, "Up, oh, that was a bad idea." Yeah, I mean, I my, literally four is my limit. Like for a night of drinking, four is my limit. Past that, and I'm I'm useless. But it's a very very nice beer. I can't say enough good things about Dogfish Head. Mm. If you haven't tried it and you like IPAs, try it out. It's definitely more yeah. full bodied than your average IPA. So if you're if you're expecting it to be kind of light finish, it, it's not. the 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 flavor will last for a good while after you finish that beer. Uh, can I suggest a a liquor that we have here? Uh, Please, actually, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> okay, so actually, it's not from Italy. It's from um, uh, the Czech Republic. Um, I, did I spell that correctly? Czech Czech Republic, mm-hmm. uh, like Prague, yes. you know, Praga. Um, and they have this uh, liquor that is like, you know, herbs, uh, very, very compressed herbs. And it's very strong. It's for 40%. 80 proof. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strong. And it's called Bekerovka. Um, what was that? I, I, Bekerovka. It's a B-E-C-H-E-R-O-V-K-A. Bekerovka. Uh, it's really good. Actually, I, I do like a little shot of that when I, when I eat too much. And that helps a lot. And also, you know, the, the taste is awesome. Nice. And I have like a, a, a parent that uh, works in the Czech Republic. And sometimes he, he brings uh, this Bekerovka. The, the bottle is like uh, green with a, yes. a yellow label. And I it's got it awesome. Right and it, it's the only transgre- transgression that I do uh, about alcohol because, you know, I, I can't drink too much. So, uh, you know, it's it's really awesome. And the, the taste is yeah. great. Uh, you can feel like the, the herbs that are like assaulting you. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really the one good. thing that um i think of anytime i think of uh like czech liquors is uh-huh. how the czech used to um keep a lot of medicinal herbs yeah it's medicinal too this one yeah yep medicinal herbs in alcohol to preserve them and oh, okay. they would use the alcohol as a herbal spirit 
uh-huh. because it would infuse with the medical properties of these herbs that they are preserving. Yeah, like they can also, you know, help you with, if you have like uh, some problems at your throat or maybe right. you uh, have a cold. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, people in the Czech Republic, they, <laughs> they drink a lot of that stuff to, to you know, go through winter, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, it's it, keep, very, it definitely keeps cold. you warm. Yeah. All right, so... Shaz, I've, I, I, you know, as soon yeah. as as soon as Blue Shark was talking about you, I was, uh, I actually, embarrassingly enough, I can, I'm like, who is this guy? And then he said, dude, it's the guy <laughs> with the Doom video. I'm like, oh my god, I freaking love that video, and I am like, I immediately started watching thanks. everything else that I that you had out there. Yeah, I love the wow, Dark Souls thank you video. So much. Yeah, uh, so, thank you so much. We're kind of geeky <laughs> fanboys here, so. Thank yeah, you, Mr. Giant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm actually happy that you like the Doom video because I I got a little more uh, critique maybe uh, uh, from from American people because you know I, I have those analytics where I can see the response from people and uh, the the usual uh, critique comment the, the harshest comment was on the Doom video about the, the voice acting, which is, you know, I, I know that I was trying to be a, a fucking Marine, so it's it's impossible for me since I'm Italian, you know. But I, you know, the fact that you say that you liked it and you're American, for me, it means a lot. So th- thank you very much, seriously. Yeah, uh, and, dude, uh, I, I honestly can say that I started watching that video not knowing what to expect. <laughs> and I think it was about two <laughs> minutes in, I started laughing so hard, I actually had to pause it. <laughs> Because I had to stop laughing to continue. I mean, I accept that you gotta take the quirkiness of, of the the Italian flavor as a you know a plus, as something that uh, enhanced the <laughs> the experience, right? Oh yeah. So you know, I don't want to pretend to be like a a marine. It doesn't make any sense. And also in Dark Souls, in Dark Souls uh, three, uh, I had the possibility to to you know to make fun of the fact that I I am playing myself, right? So in, in Doom, I had to pretend to be a Marine and it sounds like ridiculous, right? But at least in Dark Souls 3, people was less, you know, uh, harsh on me on the voice acting because I was just saying, hey, this is me, I am Shats and I'm Italian and this is me playing myself, right? But yeah, on Doom, I got a little more uh, critique about that. But, you know, thanks for, for liking it. Well, I, th- I think you found you're going to find a lot of open minds here. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. If, if it's good yes. shit, it's good shit, and we're maybe it's the oh, alcohol yeah. though. Maybe it's the alcohol, but well, you know. I, I'm not drinking. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I'm that. I'm not drinking all the time. Most of the time, not all the okay. time. And I can distinctly <laughs> remember I was not drinking when I watched Zoom video. Yeah, I was oh, at work right. when I watched all I the videos. I was at work myself, and I actually had to stop, <laughs> and I had to explain to my boss why I was crying because I was laughing so hard. Nice, but can I ask you, uh, what did you like the most? Uh, in terms of what made made you laugh the most, maybe you know the the timing, just to you know have some because sometimes you know I don't ask on the comments of my video, even though I have a lot of comments, I don't ask. Hey, what did you like? So I wanted to ask you guys right now, since we we can have maybe a little more conversation rather than you know the, the YouTube comments that are like the death of uh, social interaction, right? So uh, can I ask you, you know, what did you like? Maybe the timing of the jokes. Uh, uh, just asking. I got to jump right on in this, dude. 
the little Easter eggs you had in the background <laughs> all yes. over the place. Wow, I, okay. I was dying because I, I, I had it way low first and I started because like, I was at Dude. work and I didn't want like everybody to be all like, what the hell are you doing? And I started seeing all these little yeah. Easter eggs in the back and I went, what, what the hell is that? And then I, I reversed back and pressed play and I started listening to the audio with it. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, I get this fetish about Easter eggs because I don't even know how to, how to describe that because... It's like, a, for me, it's, it's like a, I don't know, I like project myself, uh, like, for example, I'm doing the Doom parody, right? And when I have something, when, when back in the day, when I played Doom, Doom 3, for example, right? And I was in a, like a corridor and I start back in the day doing those uh, uh, link between ideas. Like, for example, if I'm in, in like a Doom 3 corridor and I get a vibe of another game, then when I do the parody, I try to um, kind of, uh, how do you call that, uh, bring up some stuff from my past and use that in the context of the video. Like, for example, I, I can't spoil you about the new parody, but yeah, like in Dark Souls, for example, this is not exactly, this is not actually an Easter egg that I have, but it's like, like a, 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 you know, like a level reminds me of another game. I want to uh, give a homage to that uh, that other game because I, I, I do like a, some kind of uh, I don't know how to explain that but I go from an idea to another idea and try to link, link different video games because I know that the people that did Dark Souls they were inspired by another game right so I try to expose that right so if a sword in Dark Souls uh, reminds me of uh, of Berserk Right, the manga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just do that because I want to to show that. See, the guys that did from software that did Dark Souls, they were clearly taking inspiration from that. Freaking and so guts. In, in the parody, <laughs> I try. Yeah, guts, right. So I try to do that as much as possible. Or for example, in the the bay where you arrive in Doom Three, you get those big like hatches, right? And so for me, the the, the connection was immediately, you know, was immediate. So one of the hatches has the Voltec logo. You know, so I did the, the Easter eggs because <laughs> yep. I think it's, you know, it's, it kind of looks like the same, uh, the same world, right? Like yeah. the mining complex yeah. and the vault and, uh, you know, fallout stuff. So it's, it's cool. I was, I was watching, uh, I was, I was, I would say I was watching, I was rewatching the, um, Dark Souls 3 one earlier today yeah. because that was actually, after I watched Doom, I'd watched that and it was, it was, mm -hmm. it was probably a month or two back when I think Blue Shark or maybe it was Ira Blood had posted something about it and I laughed my balls off on it. So I was rewatching. I was rewatching. Yeah, I think it was. I was rewatching the uh, the Dark Souls 3 one today. And I love the Dark wow. Souls one. I like I like how uh, you you poke poke your eyes out <laughs> something yeah. at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's I like extreme. how like you you expose and uh, poke fun at the little quirks in the game like the door thing yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta actually, find more doors actually you know what i i usually don't don't watch other parodies of dark of dark Souls, but actually i don't watch that uh, parodies of other youtubers not because i i don't you know just, just because i i am scared that if i get uh uh how do you say that maybe, copyright infringement inspired no, maybe yeah but inspired in the in the in the the negative sense you know because okay. i don't i don't want to ha have like influence from other people uh because I, I like to to get influence 
in terms of like the the aesthetics, right? Uh, that is something that I, that I, I I like, you know, to, to take inspiration from you know people that maybe can do a background better than me, and so I take inspiration from that, right? But the the timing and the jokes, I I, I just wanted to be like in a in quarantine, right? And try to to uh, get outside of me the my my personal style, right? So I, I just try to to be like isolated as much as possible, and I I think that that the joke with the door was very. You know, it was very easy to do because I, I don't know if other parodies of Dark Souls did that already. I don't know. I, I don't think so, though, because no, nobody in the comments says that uh, said that. But yeah, that, that joke was actually ridiculous because in the game, it's it's a joke already in the game, right? Because you're opening doors and you, right. know, you got like a mob of people uh, raping you in the ass. And uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. When you have the guy from Resident Evil 4 come out and try to sell stuff <laughs> yes. I, I literally I never now here's the best part I was laughing so hard during that part I never noticed him I noticed him today and I was like how did I miss uh, that thanks guy? man yeah but yeah. see the thing is that I, I try to you know when, I, when I'm doing these parodies I I, I do like I, I'm on that scene for like 15 hours maybe like on a single scene I work for like 15 hours so the the creation process becomes so um i get so used to uh, i i think i try to pack as much stuff as possible so that the when i see the cartoon myself i see the cartoon i try to to surprise myself right but i i, I don't take in uh you know i don't um I don't think about the people that will see my cartoon and they are like overwhelmed by too much stuff right so they they're like you know bombarded by by things and they, yeah, they they have to watch the cartoon three times, I think, because I myself I cannot pick up the the details the first time that I saw the video, and I am the one that did the video, right? <laughs> because it's too fast. You have to you you have to stop every scene to to check if, if there's some stuff going on, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Resident Evil one was another you know uh, Easter eggs, and I I did that because the the whole uh, uh, Firelink Shrine hub. Kind of kind of yeah. looks like Resident Evil. I also liked how cheeky the comedy was in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I some people says that maybe I some of the jokes are more uh, some are, are maybe more convoluted, maybe. And I try to do something more maybe clever. But uh, actually, I, I really like to to do a kind of uh, my I like to have a comedy that is like a, has a broad um, um, it kind of kind of moves in a broad line. So I I really love to have cheeky jokes and uh, uh, cheesy jokes as well as do something <laughs> a little more complicated, right? Because I I love the entire spectrum of stupid, silly stuff and also maybe something that is more you know uh, complicated. All around fun. Yeah. I yeah. Would... Maybe maybe some people can say that they don't like they 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 like. I either something very cheesy and something maybe more uh, research and stuff, but I really like to appeal to to more people because I I I'm that guy. I like to do cheesy jokes, and I think <laughs> they they work sometimes, and also other jokes work. So you know. Well, I think well, you've got well, the perfect amount of cheese compared to yeah. the perfect amount of actual <laughs> application and relatability in a game, because yeah. that that I swear that Doom one. 
I don't know what the hell it was, but I, I did. I actually had to go back and watch it two times. I, I don't want to say it was back-to-back because I watched it at work and then I went home and I watched it. But you're right. There are so many things that are little things in the background that I was like, oh, I never noticed that before. Oh, I didn't catch that. Awesome. Yeah, what, yeah, but, really also, but also there's a, there's a, there's a line of uh, uh, watching the video because all these Easter eggs, they don't have to be invasive in the story. You have to, to watch the video and, and uh, appreciate you know, the flow but without being too distracted. So usually when I do Easter eggs and details, I try to, to use them in some way that is not too much, right? Even though in the Final Fantasy parody that I will do, uh, <clears throat> my next parody, I try to, to tune that aspect in the opposite way. So some of the Easter eggs in the, in the Final Fantasy XV parody will interact directly with the character. So it will be bananas. And it's, uh, I, I'm happy that I did this, this choice because it's the complete opposite, but I think it will, it will work. So you will see. Oh, I'm excited yeah, we, for it. I'm uh, excited. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I still have to watch the uh, Final Fantasy ones. Yeah, I see that uh, you got some pre-videos on there. I'm, I'm super, yeah, yeah, I'm super just, interested just, to see what the hell the whole thing looks like at the end. I'm, I'm thanks. really excited. I, it's just a, just a preview where I said, hey, uh, so I'm doing this and you know, I'm not leaving YouTube. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I will be probably uh, you know, upload the video, finish the video actually. I'm doing the coloring, coloring now. will be maybe, I said June, but I, mm, I don't know because I have to wait also for the voice actors and stuff so i think it will be the first week of uh, july probably but uh, it's looking good I, I i love it i was like painting uh, uh the characters getting zapped by a <laughs> by a thunder god uh this afternoon <laughs> so it was a good time and also well, you know i'm not too too stressed because the the dark souls video really sucked the life out of me but this one is a little more you know uh, I'm taking it a little more easier, so I'm trying to have a, a little bit of social life this time. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Your uh, your Doom video, I'd have to say, um, I enjoyed that um, <laughs> one the most because uh, I wow, liked how Doom's so a very violent game, and it's like it seems like it's kind of <laughs> over the top. And I love that part where you're like Johnson or whatever the heck the guy's name was. He gets like blown I don't apart. Remember. And he, he grabs he grabs like the guy's intestinal cord. And you start to jump rotary and you're like, can we tone it down just a bit? I lost my shit on that one. Let me just say that I was so alienated by that video. I worked so fucking, I was alienated, completely alienated that summer. I was insane that I completely, you know, when I do a a cartoon, I don't watch it for, for like six months because I, I, I can, I probably puke if I watch it. Uh, so now that you're telling me the jokes for me is almost like something new. That's why I'm, I'm laughing because I, I realize how much of a, a psycho I am. So <laughs> the rope, the well, rope you're in one good was fucking amazing. Oh my God, the rope. That's right. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. okay. So here's a quick question for you. So we, we, we I mean, yeah. your, your dark souls, your dooms, your, your parody videos are great. So what made you come up with daft thoughts? Death Thoughts? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was doing Death Thoughts when I was still in uh, the university, uh, uni. Maybe you, you guys say uni, university. Um, is it right, maybe? University? School? Yeah, university. I mean, usually yes. when we say uni, yeah. we're referring to a eunuch, and that's not a really good thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, you know, according to videos that I usually see on YouTube, uh, I think university, it's, it's called the uni. But anyway, so I was at the university, 
and I, I had, you know, to, to follow the classes and stuff. And, uh, you know, that started like a very, you know, simple, uh, a short uh, uh, idea of doing these uh, episodes of a sitcom. And, um, yeah, but it was like a, a weird moment for also YouTube because I, well, I didn't monetize the video. So it was like uh, doing something on the side while I was uh, also studying. And I didn't, you know, I was doing that like out of uh, free time, you know. And uh, initially the video had to be like one minute. Uh, but, you know, that's not a good idea in terms of uh, uh, make it some make something profitable. And also I had to use, I wanted to use the music from Daft Punk. But uh, after I started doing the, the Death Thoughts, uh, the whole YouTube copyright uh fiasco and thing started and so even though i wasn't planning on monetizing the videos it was like impossible to so i, I basically started to doing the these episode episodes and i finished the the entire you know 10 episodes but i yeah i, I right now i cannot do that anymore because it you know on youtube you you get like you can monetize uh probably you get also a copyright strike so it's it was a something that I tried to do and and I ended and um yeah so it was something on the side while I was starting actually you know okay well I'm I'm assuming you're a Daft Punk fan then yeah I I'm a Daft Punk fan, fan even though you know I don't have a great uh uh culture about uh EDM um but I, yeah, I love Daft Punk, and, and also, I guess that the reason why I, I got into listening to Daft Punk was because uh, of the Interstellar five 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 five. Oh, yes, that's yeah, the same those shorts, me. yeah, those shorts, yeah, those shorts, yeah, videos that they they were rolling uh, on on MTV, maybe, yeah, they were on yeah. MTV when I was younger. Uh, even um, yeah. here we had a thing called uh, Toonami, yes. and they'd play in between oh, yeah. Toonami. Yes, they did. It was oh, great. Oh yeah, in fact, in fact, in some of the the comments for my give life, uh, give life back to music video, uh, you know, I did this fan fan video of a song from Random Access Memories. It's just a, a fan video. It's not for Daft Punk. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's basically like a spin off of Daft Thoughts. Uh, oh, that's cool. I made a, a a video for the song Give Life Back to Music, and also that video was also used by Giorgio Moroder in his live performances uh, uh, a couple of summers ago. And um, yeah, what was going to say? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but I did did that uh, that music video and it's a, a very clear uh, reference to the Interstellar video too. And uh, so as you can see, the reason why I, I, I like Daft Punk, it's because it has that uh legacy to animation and stuff you know yeah yeah man. i actually i never call i i'm gonna have to look that up on uh because i never did catch that other one. Oh, i think you're gonna love it man because it's a you know it was a lot of work and uh, again i did that just for passion uh when i was studying and uh the whole uh, cartoon parody thing wasn't even started and uh, I also, I, I, yeah, I, I got a copyright strike for that. Just to give you an idea of how difficult it is to use other people's material. And that's why I can't continue that thoughts. But that video, I, yeah, I think you guys will, will uh, like it. Now that the song is still up, I can't monetize the video. 
but uh, it has like a, more than a million views. And I am very proud of that. Yeah, man. You definitely should be. Yeah, so what other music yeah. do you listen to? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a huge metal head. I was oh, actually. Nice. Yes. Ah, yeah. By the way, since you guys like the, the, the Doom video, let me, let me connect these two topics. Uh, you know the music in the, in the Doom video? Uh, uh-huh. You know who did the music? No, who did that? I did the music. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it was <laughs> the funniest. brutal. It, yeah, man. It was the funniest, <laughs> you know, part of the process because I was exhausted. But at least the last thing that I had to do for the video because of the, the fact that YouTube changed the thing about the copyright. So I was super scared of using the music from the original soundtrack. I recorded the music myself because I played the guitar. Dude, that's oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's a, dude that's that's something i did not know and that is fucking fantastic <laughs> yes, yeah uh, they sound similar but i mean it's it's, it's a little tweaked so i was like oh maybe he got someone to do it for him but the, but the fact that you you've drawn all this shit you've colored all of this stuff you've written the script i'm guessing and you've done the music dude and <laughs> voice that show yeah thanks man i yeah, heard the music I, and I, I literally thought like it was a remixed version of it so i was like oh that's that's pretty bitch i was like maybe that's a remix version. I, f- I figured you threw it in like acid or fruity loops and just like remix no, the no, no, it's, it's a, all uh, awesome. uh, no I, I didn't i didn't uh not not even a not, i didn't even sample a a single sound from the mick Gordon wow. soundtrack i simply you know i tried to analyze what he did like for example hey you, you know the 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 uh how do you call the drum? The, you had the kick and the snare. Yeah, the snare. Like I, I, you can hear that the snare is very dubstep-like. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I went inside the uh, um, not fruit loops, but you know, Cubase and battery and the native instrument, you know, program. And I tried to to assign you know uh, to the keyboard, uh, you know, those sounds. So I, I found a a snare that is very dubstep uh, dubstep e. Mm-hmm. And a kick that was very, you know, metal. And I, I played around with the sounds and I tried to recreate the sound. My amplifier for my guitar is not as heavy as the one that Mick Gordon uses for the Doom soundtrack. But I tried to, you know, equalize the guitar to make it a little more, you know, heavy. And yeah, I tried to recreate the sound. But right it's true on. that many people did, didn't recognize that. Uh, even though there's written, you know, music by Matthew Shazman and script and stuff. Many people didn't realize that I did also the the music that I play, the guitar and everything, you know. That is truly impressive. amazing. Well, Thanks, be, in my defense, usually by the time the credits are rolling, I'm wiping <laughs> the tears away from my eyes because I'm still crying <laughs> from laughing. So, Thanks, you know, <laughs> it, it, if I didn't realize that, that's shame on me. But it's your fault that I didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, I had to give him more, more screen time to the to the credits, you know. But it, it, no, then it sounds like I'm like, you know, I'm kind of trying to to. Uh, you get attention, you know, if I say credits and uh, music, Matthew Shazman and the screen goes on for 20 seconds and, you, you know, yeah. I don't want to sound like a... Then all of a sudden it's, man, that guy's an arrogant long. bastard throwing his name there bastard. for 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, but by the way, did you like the the little cute... Uh, um, the li- <laughs> The little cute uh, bears in the... Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the failure yes, trigger. The, friggin- the triggered one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I watched that video and I immediately posted our Discord chat triggered by something. I forget what the hell it was, but oh, my God, I laughed. They're called, they're mm. called B- BBQ, if I remember, because BBQ is also you know, the barbecue and hell. And so, you know. 
Oh, it's, uh, clever. You know, so, Very clever. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's not clever, actually. But you know, I try to to build something <laughs> oh, no. around it, the joke. It, it was awesome. So, okay. I mean, we Thanks. know you. Pl- we know you play Doom. We know you play Dark Souls Three. What other games do you play? Um, uh, right now I'm playing uh, when I have time because I I usually right now I, I'm trying to to get some time, you know, for for myself uh, every night and maybe like a, an hour or two to, to play some video games. Uh, because like when I did Dark Souls 3, the parody, I, I haven't played video games for, I didn't play video games for like five months. And, but now I, I have some time. So I, right now I'm playing the, the DLC for Wolfenstein, uh, the new order. And the DLC, I think it's called the old blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing that. And also the last game that I played was Resident Evil 7, but I don't know, I didn't like that too much. And um, before that, I played, of course, Final Fantasy 15 because I was, you know, gathering info for the parody, right? Obviously, yeah. That, that, what do you I guys assume. play now, by the way? What are you What are you guys playing now? If I Blue Shark, why don't you start with that? Um, well, actually, um, I've actually been playing Battlefield 4 a lot recently. Um, my buddy's big into PvP. Um, he loves it. And, uh, he wanted to play, uh, Battlefield 4 one day. And so we've just been playing that for the past week. But, uh, my last solo game that I finished was actually Final Fantasy 15. And that was a wonderful ride. I love that, that game. Yeah. I, I think it was a pretty cool, I, I think I was crying. I, I I'm oh, not afraid yes, of him. Definitely. I'm not afraid of him. Admit that. Absolutely. I was crying like a bitch, and, I, <laughs> and I'm super, super proud of that. I was crying. Like, you know, yeah, it, was, it, it uh, moves you. Crazy. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. I was like like a baby, like a, a little tiny bitch, and I'm, and I'm proud of that. So yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> what about you, Zerberblood? What are you playing recently? Um, right now I am doing uh, the Last Guardian. Ooh. Oh, nice! I'm playing Emotional that roller coaster. I, yeah. Oh my god! What was that? Please, please don't spoil it. I am. I'm not gonna. Spoil oh no, it. I'm not gonna spoil it. That's that's <laughs> all I'm saying on it. I'm like maybe 32 to 45 minutes into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have an idea that where you are right now, maybe. Yeah, I played maybe two hours, something like that. And uh, and me, I have actually just <clears throat> recently broke the cock hold that destiny had on me so <laughs> um, i i actually that's a I, long I, story i'm a huge destiny nerd and oh. i finally i finally broke away from that so i have been playing um game just was released final fantasy or not fucking final fantasy i drank <laughs> too much already uh, friday the 13th i gotta edit that shit out later um friday the 13th uh it's i've been playing that uh it's if you like the old 80s hacker slasher movies um friday the 13th plays just exactly like one of those movies but isn't that super super buggy like a super glitchy it's Uh, i i I saw in the reviews you know yeah there there are there are issues but the thing that i really like about it is the company they are super communicating they are they are almost over communicating their facebook their twitter they are they're saying these are what we know is going on. The this is what we're fixing. This patch is coming out as soon as it gets past QA. They're being mm-hmm. really great about communicating out, you know, all the different things. 
I mean, it was a huge, it was a super, super small team that created the game. And yes, it's so glitchy, but the accomplishment that this small team did, it literally, yeah. it blows my socks right off. I mean, it's and a I'm fun game. How did, how did they, did they got the license actually? Man, I don't know, but they had to start stroking some smooth criminals for that one. I'm telling you, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean they they they've nailed <laughs> juggling manberries. Yeah, they, well, they must have. I mean, Jesus Christ, they they literally though they they've nailed that feel. I mean, playing as a counselor. Um, actually, here's a great story on that specifically. So the other night I was playing, and I jumped on with a, a guy that was in my Destiny clan into a voice chat, and he, we were just. We were just bullshitting for a bit, and I said, "Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing Friday the 13th." He's like, "Oh, I, you know, I was thinking about getting that game, but I've heard it's super buggy." I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "It's buggy." I said, "They're working on." It. I said, "But have you checked it out yet? Have you watched any of it?" He says, "No." I said, "Well, let me do a share play. You can watch." So he jumped on and he was watching, and I had him in my ears. So I actually turned off the proximity chat, so I wasn't talking to anybody in the game. So it pretty much made me the mm-hmm. biggest dick in the world because I wasn't telling him, "Hey, I got the car keys," or "Hey, I got a flare gun. I'm gonna stop Jason." I was a silent guy just going, hey, you're going to fucking die. Bye. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this guy. His name is Dan Dog. And I was listening to him in my ears. And I was talking to him, telling him what I was doing and how I was doing it. And uh, there was a spot where I had run into a house. I went and I locked the door and I was searching. And all of a sudden the screen flashed as in Jason was close. So uh-huh. I went, oh, shit, Jason's close. I better get the fuck out of here. So I jump out of a window, and Jason is right there. He goes to take a swipe at me, and I don't know, we'll call it a glitch. Somehow he didn't hit me. I bolted, uh-huh. and then I ducked, and I started, like, like crawling away almost. You know, I was doing a, a squat walk, um, and I somehow made it away. And the whole time, Dan Dog's in my ears going, dude, dude, he's going to fucking get you. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, I'm so, I'm so on edge right now. And literally, as you're playing the game, you really get that kind of feeling of, oh, shit, this guy's going to get me. So it, it really is, brings is it, back. Is it, yeah. But is there people maybe also role-playing the the, the the characters? Like when someone maybe has the role of Jason, they they say like something. Uh, actually, I think Jason is, is a... No, nah, yeah, I He's think mute. Jason doesn't... Yeah, it's mute. But maybe, you know, some people like in DayZ, they, they try to scare you and they... they take it to another level and they say like i'm gonna get you wendy you know and that's awesome when people do that that's actually the cool part is is that in the game if you don't have like if you're not in a party chat which is don't go if you play the game don't be in a party chat be in game chat okay um because Uh it's proximity chat so when you start off when you first start off the game you can't talk to anybody you can't hear anybody so you run around, you get next to somebody, and they're like, hey, dude, what do you have? They're like, oh, I've, I've got the car keys. Well, cool, I found the battery over in this house. Let's go grab it. So you guys work ah, together yeah, yeah. that way. And then you get walkie-talkies. Yeah, if you have Skype, you, you, you kind of, uh, you know, you, you break the magic if you use Skype. So exactly. It makes sense. Well, then you get a walkie-talkie, yeah, yeah. and then other counselors who have walkie-talkies you can talk to. So you're literally now coordinating across the whole camp. And you're like, oh, Jason's right here. Watch out. And when they die, you can't hear them, of course, which really adds mm-hmm. that element. So you hear somebody going, oh, Jason's right here. Watch out. And then all of a sudden, their walkie cuts. And you're going, hello? Are you still there? <laughs> then you realize, awesome. no, he's not there. He's a pile of goo somewhere. Um, <laughs> so it's it's really cool. It brings it get, it definitely brings that, uh, that little bit of angst to it. That's what I really enjoy about it. Yes, it's super buggy, but it's got so much potential. Yeah, they have to maybe polish a little more, maybe with some patches, and then, then I, I will probably try it. 
even though i don't know if it's like full price of, of maybe it's like 30 bucks it's for it's th- it's 39.99 right now um huh, okay. and mm-hmm. it's it's got i mean honestly 39.99 is too much to pay for it right now uh, yeah it seems this, a little bit too much yeah this summer they're supposed to be releasing a single player campaign and i think they're supposed to be releasing some wow. new maps so then That's interesting. this summer, I think it'll be worth 40 bucks. But as of right now, I'm just, I mean, I'm a horror fan. So I jumped on oh, board nice. because I'm a horror fan. Uh, but so yeah, you played Outlast, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, I played yeah. Outlast, Outlast 2. I'm, I'm a huge fan of those. Amnesia, uh, The Dark Descent. I'm a uh-huh. huge fan of that like suspenseful horror. But the other game I've been playing recently, actually, I just started yesterday, was a game called Crossout. Crossout. Um, I, don't, I don't know that. Yeah, it's on PSN, and I think it's free right now. Let me see. Cross it, out. Yeah, it's, it's also free. On PC. I uh, still. Uh, it just finished downloading for me. Yeah, it's it's kind of a cross between Twisted Metal and Destruction Derby, with a hint of craft or not crafting, um, like uh, customization building type of thing. Um, so you build your own car, you run around, you shoot shit. Yeah, like Mad Max, maybe. Yeah, yeah kind of like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a definite uh-huh. Mad Max feel to it. It's fun. The controls are very wonky. They take a lot of getting used to. Uh, but now that I'm used to it, I'm getting, you know, MVP in almost every match I play, which is cool. Awesome. It's fun. It's it's an interesting game. But yeah, I mean, those are uh, the games I'm playing recently. Those are pretty much the gist of it. I mean, I've got other games but, up here. Uh, Till yeah. Dark, uh, Dying Lights, you know. Um, Dying Light, oh my god, Dying Light, uh, I kind of, right now I don't remember, but I, Dying Light. It was a, zo- yeah. a first-person zombie parkover game, the best way I can describe it. Oh, yeah, 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 Dying Light, yeah, of course, yeah, I finished that, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, actually. Maybe maybe some, you know, story parts were, like, B-movie-like, Yeah. but uh, it was, all, like, the gameplay was uh, was excellent, I really loved that. Have you ever, actually, did you ever yeah, get a chance to play um, Until Dawn? Uh, Until Dawn... Oh yeah, no, no. I saw I saw gameplays online, and that's it. Um, but you know, it's it's good. Yeah, slasher. Yeah, it's more of an interactive yeah, yeah. story than it is a game, but it really plays yeah. very well, and it has uh, it has yeah it has branches, uh, paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that angst very well to it done. that you play. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you guys because I um, uh, Fallout Four. Uh, when I did the parody, I was so nauseated that I completely left that game for maybe six months i didn't touch it like not even with a 20 meters pole mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so i, I just want to ask did you guys like the the ending if you played it of course um i played through it i i after blowing up the place and taking your son home i don't know i i kind of yeah you kind of checked out you know yeah like, okay you know I, I did a about maybe an hour or two a play after that, but it was all stuff of hey, you know the Minutemen need you here. <laughs> uh, settlements always need you or your help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what ending did you did you uh, decided to to go for? Oh, I I shot the bastard in the head. Shot the ba- oh, so you killed the father immediately. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if this is the right thing to do on the podcast because maybe some people didn't play the game. Uh, we'll just so... call spoilers and tell them to fast forward. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I think uh, the game was, you know, the combat was awesome. The exploration was awesome. I think they, they really yeah. uh, build, build the game around the exploration. And uh, the moral decisions are very, 
you know you don't get that uh, you you don't get that bite when you do something that has some weight you know in the story right it's very like the moral the moral decisions were completely different than like say witcher the moral decisions yeah, yeah, in yeah. witchers really bit you in the ass yeah of course yeah they they had some they have some weight right but in fallout 4 you kind of have to to again role play yourself inside the game and right. uh, and think you know about the synth uh, destiny about you know the the entire humanity thing. Uh, right, right. Uh, who who has the right to to live and uh, yeah, but also also some some themes are very are, are treated in a way that is a little too weak. Like for example, you know if you uh, blow up the entire institute uh, yep. with another with another nuke, there's no one that says hey we just blew up another nuke so how about that you know we are we going right, to right. to spread I, radiations again. You know, and, I stood uh, atop that tower and watched the institute turn into a crater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Also, it's a throwback to the Fallout Three. You know, the, the yeah. Megaton when you're on town. the tower, yep. yeah, Megaton. Yeah, when but... you're sitting with the Richie Riches and <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah the one again, the one thing you know... in Fallout Four though, I I enjoyed Fallout Four, but the crafting part of it, it just seemed like they. I don't know. I didn't like it. It just felt like it was shoehorned in on the game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was uh, all right. I think it was more in-depth compared to, say, uh, Fallout 3. Well, Fallout 3 had yeah, no yeah. real crafting or, or, or building I mean, They had the whatsoever. modding of your weapons. Yeah, but you could in I, Fallout 4, you could build an entire settlement. I mean... You literally right. could. I mean, the thing that turned me off yeah, in Fallout yeah. Four, built of all that, all that, is that I literally, I jumped in, I went to the first settlement, and I'm like, oh, hey, I can tear down this wall here. I can get some stuff. I found myself for five hours straight trying yeah, to yeah. build some up that first settlement. Yeah, did that? Some people completely uh, was, you know, uh, drown, was running into that uh, type of uh, gameplay, you know, rather than right. go, going for the story and stuff. And also, you know, the game doesn't do a really good job at uh giving you like a sense of uh uh you need to hurry to search for your son kind of right you can take your time everywhere yeah yeah but also you know it, it kind of goes against the the story you know the, the script because you you kind of want to build that urgency of finding your son but then uh, the right. game uh you know kind of gives you so many stuff so much <laughs> stuff to do and it kind kind of goes you know, exactly against the that uh, that theme of urgency. But the the one thing that oh, I whatever, liked you know. about it was you could choose to go straight through the story, yeah, or yeah. choose to hey, you know, I'm going to take these side fuck? quests. <laughs> but but it took away right. fr- it took away from that that need to really do the story. Like in the first Fallout game for PC, it gave mm-hmm. you a timer. It's like hey, you got I think it was 145 yes. days. You have 145 days to find a new water chip. And everything that you did took time. So, like, if you were in a scene, it didn't count down time, per se, unless you hit wait. But, like, when you were traveling and shit like that, it reduced how much time you had. So, if you started just bouncing back and forth exploring, Uh it took a shit ton of time off of of what you had left. Right, right. So, it, it 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 gave you an ultimatum. It said, hey, 
you have until this to get done. And that's what I didn't like about Fallout yep. 4 is it started off with, oh, my God, they killed your significant other. You got to go find yes. your son. And then you get out and it's like, oh, I'm going to spend the next four years <laughs> building this settlement. Ah, my son's out there somewhere. He's fine. I'm sure he's <laughs> not getting molested by raiders or anything. I'll find yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, also, uh, when you yeah. travel around, uh, you, you don't get any, any you know, uh, uh, there, there's no reason... Not actually reason, but if you fast travel around, you don't get any malus. Uh, any there's no cons uh, to fast travel around, so you don't lose any. You 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 just you know exploring is good, but if you right. fast travel, at least you should have some you know uh, something that happens to you. Maybe you right. run out like of in juice the, inside the your armor. Games. Yeah. The earlier Fallout games, when you fast travel, there'd be a, a instance of where you might encounter like a the mole rats or uh, rad scorpions or something, and it'll interrupt your fast travel. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a random uh, thing yeah. that yep. happens, maybe. Yeah, like the yeah, alien spacecraft of... was, was one yeah, of the be... things that I thought was great because I think it was Fallout uh-huh. 2. When you started traveling between settlements, all of a sudden you'd get this random event, and there would be like shit like an alien spacecraft, or I think one was an actual shuttlecraft. Yeah, yeah, there's one in four in Fallout 4 too. There's a, a random encounter that I, I don't know what things you have to met to to have that encounter to happen, but there's a a new and a UFO crash that happens and you have to track the the trajectory and find the crash site and it's pretty awesome. I think in Fallout 4 I I saw an analysis uh, lately about the game and it was saying that, you know, random things happening are very well done actually. Uh you know, it's the scripting of the the main story that has more problems but i didn't know that in uh, fallout 2 uh, also had that which is awesome because th- those games are pretty old school so props yeah. to you for playing those because they are really old school well I, actually I, I grew uh, up cecil with them, turned so. me on to them uh-huh yeah they, they, i was gonna say i, I kind of grew up with those games and i can i can awesome. remember playing fallout 2 and i remember finding one of the shuttlecrafts from the ncc 1701 <laughs> from the enterprise from star trek and I was like, ah, really? I was like, really? What the fuck is this? There's a shuttlecraft like crash in the middle of it, and you find like dead bodies and stuff, and a laser pistol and shit. And it was, it was funny yeah, the shit. Blaster, like, yeah. it, it was that tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy that made Fallout really great. And Fallout yeah, Three very easy, had that. easy comedy. Yeah, it's a, it has always had has that comedy easy vibe to it. It's not it doesn't take it too much seriously. Uh, you know, the main story in all the Fallout games seems very you know heavy. But it always has that uh, layer of uh, comedy and, you know, all the posters that you see around and the cartoony animated icons. They always have that, you know, Nuka-Cola style that is a little, <laughs> a little you know, you don't get it. You, you don't take it too seriously. But the thing that I find funny about it is, like, speaking of the Nuka-Cola, the bottle caps as currency. That's one of the yeah, funniest yeah, awesome. things. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the people that... that created fallout one they are geniuses because they to create that whole scenery you know the the entire idea and uh, you know the caps it's really 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 ingenious you know to have the the ecosystem uh to be like that like a 50s cold war period and uh, yeah i i love it i love it. it's almost like alien you know you have like the technological things but they uh, have a, an old school uh look to it it's awesome. And the one thing I pray to God is that, um, oh my God, I just forgot his name. Ron Perlman. 
I hope Ron Perlman never Ron Perlman. Yeah, like never gets all bitchy and says, You gotta pay me more money to do your intro because Ron Perlman really fucking makes that intro of that game. Ron Perlman? Who who is it? The the guy who does war, war never changes. That's Ron Ah, it's him. It's Hellboy. I mean it's it's that's him. Yeah. Oh, Hellboy, you mean the 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 movie? Yeah, yeah. You, you know the yeah. actor who uh, plays Hellboy? He was also uh, in Sons Oh, yeah, of Anarchy. the guy with the, the the huge face. Yeah. That's that the guy? guy that's the guy who does the intro for all the fallouts. Ah, nice. Awesome. He was also, yeah, we were just talking right now about Alien. He was also in Alien 3, if Alien I'm Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. Uh, so it's Alien four. 4, so it's yeah, 4 4, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. I didn't know it was a was him doing the voice. He's very he has a very deep, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very distinct, yeah, also, very also, recognizable. It, the the whole war never changes, <laughs> which in my parody is like technology never changes because of the peep boy without battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running out of battery. But anyway, the the whole <laughs> the the whole uh, uh, war never changes. I think it in Fallout Four is overused. Like in the ending, it's like uh, I was doing this and then I I. I you know, in the end, um, uh, uh, war never changes. You know, it try, <laughs> tries to do something like philosophical, and then it, it's like shoehorned the phrase inside the ending, and it was I, like you expected that so much, so so you know, like he he tries to say something about humanity and the sins, and uh, you expect you know something that gives you closure and the hope, and then he says that. But I I think it's too much shoehorned in the in the in the outro of the game, you know. I I can understand in in the intro, but in the outro to again use that phrase, I was like, oh okay, now he's gonna say it. War never changes. All right, we already know. I don't know. But the game was I think it's it's an awesome game. So I enjoyed it. A lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, One it's, thing it's, about it's the, the trailer, experience, you know. One thing about the trailer that I I kind of found funny was like. When he was talking about the war never changes, and then, like, you know, all of a sudden, dog meat shows up, and you're petting a dog. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they, 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 they put together, like, you know, what duct tape some material to do with the outro, and they said, okay, that's good enough, you know. Mm. Yeah, but, but the, you know, the, the, the journey of the game, it's important, not the destination, as they say. And it's true, for Fallout 4, it's true. Oh, for all the Fallout yeah. games. Yeah, for all the Fallout games. It's it's getting there that is the yeah, most right. fun. I mean, Though, the, 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 outcome, yeah. the outcome is always usually similar, but it, it's getting there that is always the entertaining part. Yeah, yeah. Though, one thing that I think has gotten really ridiculous are some of the mods out there. Oh, my God. I was just watching a video on the uh, oh, almost ridiculous it. mods. They had a pink yes. Pip-Boy that was Hello Kitty. That you could use. <laughs> I, I, I looked at that and I went, God, that is the worst thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Where the hell do I download that? There's a, um, a mod that is like insane body proportions and it turns all the female bodies into these like toothpicks with these what super the huge <laughs> hooters. What? And it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. That's not a realistic image. No, it's, it's not realistic whatsoever, unless everybody's Dolly Parton. Oh, or oh my God, that 
Is that the, the country <laughs> singer? I don't know why I am Italian and I, I know yeah. that, but yes, I know that it's like a singer. country singer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. She's... Yeah, but also also the mod. Now that you reminded me, the mod uh, whole uh, uh, you know the the mod uh, thing is now a touchy subject because of E3, and they they are trying to uh you know make us swallow the pill of of paying paying mods you know and uh, they are not very you know i don't think I, they are gonna try I to they're gonna the, do it the whole pay for mods thing i think that's bullshit yeah it's gonna crush <laughs> and burn whatever you know whatever happens they they can try because because do... if they're not paying the people that are making the mods why should we pay for them exactly yeah, yeah, unless yeah, you're we're paying the content creators. Yeah, you'll see just yeah, a lot more people to fly over to PC where you can get the mod right. for free. Yep. Because that's just what you're going to see. Yeah, you'll just yeah. see a lot of people Go right that. to Nexus. Nexus mods. That's right. So, yeah, so they're trying to do that, but I I think that, you know, there are so many ways that that can end up really bad because the copyright thing is very, uh, you know... It's difficult to define what is, you know, if you do like a mod and you use like a, a texture of a rock in a mod that you made, uh, you know, how can you how can you control that, right? Because you can flip like a texture of a rock, you can flip that horizontally and say, oh, no, 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 this is a, like a, a rock that I did. It's not like a rock that another guy did. And so it, it's a mess. You have to add like 50 people at Bethesda checking out every asset and it becomes crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It's not doable. They they cannot control that. So this is gonna crash and burn. I'm I'm absolutely sure about that. Mm. You know, and also in the trailer they show like yeah you know paid mods uh, and stuff. Or they didn't even say paid mods because they they are afraid of that word, right? So they show the <laughs> whole mod thing and they show like a crab. Who gives a fuck about the crab? You know, if you're gonna talk about mods, show me fucking Iron Man flying in the sky, shooting down F-15 airplanes, right? So I'm getting excited, right? Don't show me a crab. Who gives a fuck about a crab? You know? It's, it's <laughs> fucking stupid. Fucking mud crab. If you want to convince us, show us something cool, right? So it doesn't, you know. It's stupid. Well, just just to answer your question, who gives the fuck about a crab? Um, if you just went to a brothel and you come out, you give a fuck about a crab. I give a crab. You give a fuck about that. <laughs> I just want to point that yeah. that little tidbit out right there. You really give a fuck at that moment in time. You, yeah, your doctor or two. <laughs> your so, wasteland doctor. We've reached the point in the uh, in the podcast where uh, we usually take questions from the community. Um, oh. Now we did. We actually did a podcast last night, so we actually answered a majority of the questions. But Zyroblood actually came up with a pretty good question um, just recently, so I'm going to ask that one. And I, I uh, Shez, I don't know if you if you stream games or not, but the question is, what mm. made you want to start streaming your gameplay? So I don't um, know. Do you, do you stream your gameplay when you play games, or do you just uh, is it a personal experience you just kind of keep to yourself? Um, I usually keep them to myself because I, I, when I play like a game, I do the, again, when I played Final Fantasy 15, I was crying like a bitch. <laughs> so I don't think people want to see that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but for games that I already played, I'm keen to make like a streaming, you know, like for Dark Souls, for example, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Because the sound went out. Oh yeah. As I was saying, uh, about Dark Souls, um, you know, doing streaming and stuff, I am always kind of resisting to that because if I start doing that, 
I get in the it's like addicting you know mm. because it, it's kind of I mean doing being a streamer is difficult I, I know but uh, I I'm kind of afraid that I've if, st- if I start do that it's like I get lazy about animation because doing animations is, is uh, you know playing video games for me is like a moment of uh, having fun and relax right mm-hmm. doing animations is very very you know you get very tired and it's very heavy you know so I, I fear that if I start streaming more and more and um, uh, you know getting maybe some some money also out of that you know if you stream you can have people that do donations and stuff I, I fear that maybe I get too comfortable in doing that and I forget about my my roots basically so maybe i will do streaming of stuff uh, about games that i already played and i want to comment on that like for example i i could do a streaming of fallout 4 but i always want to integrate you know a, a discussion inside so for example in the the streaming that i did for dark souls 3 i only did it because i i uh tried to to comment on the cartoon while while playing so when i was at the boss fight i was talking about why i decided to uh, do a certain joke in the cartoon, you know. When I when I streaming a video game, I'm, I I feel like I'm having too much fun, right? And also, I was kind of uh, surprised that some people said, "Wow, you did like a nine hour stream! Wow, how did you do that? That's crazy!" And I was like responding, "What? I could go on for two days. I don't give a fuck." Yeah, I'm playing a game. <laughs> I'm yeah. playing a game. It's fucking fun. That's the whole point of it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know. Uh, streaming is like uh, addicting, and it's super fun. The only reason why I had to stop that day, and I didn't uh, when I uh, did the the the, um, the Dark Souls DLC, there was an optional boss, and I wanted to do that. And the only reason that I didn't do that is because I was three hours late for eating, right? <laughs> and also my ears were in pain because of the headphones. But I, I, if I could, I would have continued because it's it's just fun, you know. Yeah, and so I don't know if I'm gonna do more streaming because I, again I don't want to get too comfortable and do that. I want to you know keep grinding and do my animations, you know even though on YouTube now it's not you know the best time to do animations, but I, I don't want to lose focus. You know? mm. mm-hmm. So Blue Shark, what uh, what makes you want to stream games, or what brought you to streaming games? Well, for me, video games has always been a social thing, like a couch co-op. Like, not necessarily, like, two-person games on a couch all the time, but it's always been, like, play the game with your friend. He dies, he has to pass the controller to you, and then you get to play until you die. So when um, when streaming came about, I, I was playing Assassin's Creed one day, and, you know, it's been around for... Twitch had been around for probably about a year or two at that point, and I was kind of like, you know... I kind of want to play this game, but maybe I'll stream it, and if people pop in, you know, I can at least talk with people about this game as I'm playing it, and it's more social than it is anti-social. So that's kind of why I've done it, Um, but lately, because of the podcast, it's been pretty much eating up any time that I normally do stream. All right, I can can respect that. What about you, Zyberblood? Answer your own question. What brought you? All right, well, that'd be you. What did I do? <laughs> no, you can't well, blame me for that. No, no, no. It, it's all good. It's all good. Um, playing Destiny with you and being in that social environment when I hop on your channels, when uh, DPS would 
be running, say, a raid and a join-in or just be hitting Crucible or something. Um, just being that social setting was like, wow, you know, I kind of really enjoy this. So I, I took it to the next level on uh, making a Twitch account and streaming that way, which led me into changing the format of my YouTube channel to um, something I'm, I'm more passionate about, and that's gaming and, well, drinking. And, that, <laughs> and that's why we're here. Yes, yes, and that's another reason why I'm on GNA now. Yeah, but it's true that, you know, streaming is, is very social. I like that a lot, you know. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. you know, play, playing the game, a game in general, too, is very personal. So Right, right. Yeah, Just being able kinda... to share your experience with another person. I, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think that if you have the right amount of people that watch the, the stream, it's the best way to, to do a streaming because you... You kind of get that connection with people. It's like a smaller audience and it's always better, I think. And it, it's the same for YouTube. Right now I have like 300k, uh, wait, 300,000 uh, K people. And I'm still able to talk to, to you know, uh, watch the comments and respond. But those big channels or, you know, also those big streamers that have so many people watching them, there's no connection, you know. There's no emotional connection with the audience and it's, you know, it's not good, I think, because uh, you can't really talk with people. Uh, there's too much, you know, noise. Hmm. Yeah. I notice in uh, some of the channels that I follow on like Twitch or Beam, um, the feed when you're playing a game goes by so yeah, quick. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's really hard to uh, keep track of who's saying what. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to be personal true. in that situation where you have that many things going by. Yeah, I think yeah. that uh, it's just a, a rule that I learned and now that I have this kind of audience, this amount of audience, is that if you contact someone that has like 300,000K uh, people, uh, 300,000K subscribers, let's say, and he doesn't respond back to you, he's a douchebag. Right. <laughs> because, I, I, uh, you know, that, that amount of subscriber, you, I can guarantee that you're still able to have a human connection and respond to mails and don't, you know, not be like an asshole. And because many people, you know, it's like they get, it's like a saturation thing. They, they are so used to get mails right. from mails and mails from people and they don't respond, not because they are evil, you know, and but then it's because of the background start noise. feeling slighted. Yeah. But wait, uh, what, did you, what did you say? The last word? Sorry, I didn't uh, get that. Some people start feeling slighted. Like what, if what is you, slighted? Um, left out. Yeah. yeah like, like they're contributing, like they're making the effort, out. and they're not getting a return from it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess very, very artificial, at, you know, at some point. So it's always good to have... It's like having too much money, you know? It doesn't make any sense. But if you, if you have the right amount, you don't get over your, your head, you know? And uh, yeah, moderation. <laughs> I think it's a good thing, but not in, not in drinking, I guess. <laughs> well, we definitely don't apply to that. <laughs> yeah, we have no clue about moderation here. It's, it's just how much yeah. is left. I mean, how awesome. I mean, case you in guys point, make, make I, me want to drink... Fuck, I cannot drink, but I wanna. Ah. Well, well, case ah. in point, last night I started a bottle of organic rum, and that disappeared. 
and now I'm on again to drinking more 90-minute IPAs. So I think I actually got to start going to meetings. Maybe I should just start off all these podcasts with, hi, my name's Cecil Xavier. I run an alcoholic podcast. (laughs) Well, follow that with with my uh, Zyberblood. I'm an alcoholic. I just drank through a huge growler of the um, Bronx Broom Company's uh, Summer Pale Ale. And I ended up going to my original, what I was going to do, of the Mississippi mud. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think we all, I think we should start meetings. Maybe we separate, do a separate podcast of just where we tell all the bad things we've done while we're drinking, which pretty much consists of every podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I drank the, the, the rum, the Havana, uh, what is it called? Well, well, I was in Cuba, basically, and I, I drank the rum there, and it was awesome. Yes, oh, they have really very awesome. good smooth yeah. rum over in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, it's my, crazy. My, it's almost my, like gasoline, but it's good. <laughs> my one dream is to go scuba diving and find a bottle of rum on a wreck and then drink said bottle of rum when I come Whoa. up from that wreck. Uncharted 4 style? Wow. That's, that's, that's literally, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like my dream. Ever since I started diving, that's like, that's my dream. I want Whoa, awesome. that to happen. Cool. So to answer your question, Zyberblood, um, what made me want to start streaming my gameplay? Actually... Uh, I think it was actually back. I started playing Destiny for the first time. I, I went in on one of the raids, and like I, I was just because I had no clue what the hell I was doing, and because I was slightly insecure and not knowing what the hell I was doing, I started cracking jokes and making people laugh. So me hmm. sucking at the raid at that point in time didn't seem so bad because everybody was laughing their balls off. And somebody said, shit, dude, do you stream? Because this is funny. And I said, what do you mean stream? Like on Twitch or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't stream. Like, oh, you should because you're fucking funny. Well, <laughs> I'm not really that funny, but okay. And oh, then, come on. Story time with Cecil? Well, then it was like a week or two later. I said, well, how the hell hard is it to stream? And then I hit the share button on my PS4 controller. And I went, wow, that's really easy. I guess I'll start streaming. <laughs> yes, it's but very why, simple. But why Destiny, though? Yeah. I'm kind of wondering why Destiny, because I, I kind of have a like a firewall against some type of games that I have. But well, Destiny is not on PC, by the way, because I, I'm mainly PC, you know. Not yet. But I, I, I have like <laughs> I have like a firewall to those games that I know that they are trying to kind of uh, exploit me. And I don't mean to say that Destiny is bad. I haven't played it. No, no, but, Des- but I, Destiny is bad. No, Destiny is bad. You're, you're yeah, fully right it's, it's like it's like bad. you know, it's like Jet in in Fallout Four. It's like a drug, you know. And I I I kind of <laughs> sense yeah, I kind of sense that exploitive mantas uh, yeah, mantas. <laughs> and uh, I, when I see that the the developers are trying to like uh, you know do that trick of uh, you know maybe giving you like a a pack to open like in back in India yeah Mass Effect 3 they have those when you when you finish like a, a yep. multiplayer match they gave you those those uh packs to open I don't know how to describe those yeah but and Overwatch it, it was does like it now. A, yeah it was like a kind of plays on your addictive nature you know and yeah, I, yeah it's I, like gambling. at first I was yeah at first I was like happy because it again it's like a social thing also playing with your team in Mass Effect, you know, four people, uh, you do like the survival thing. And it was awesome. But when you find weapons on in those packages that they have like a level better, you know, they, they are a little better than the other. I started to, to, you know, not be happy of what I was getting. 
and then I realized it is the entire the mechanic that they are it's a loot grind game. it's Diablo it's a loot grind yeah that's why you know I like Dark Souls because uh, the grinding you, you are basically responsible for doing the grinding because you risked you, you, you risked too much you did the, the, the worst you know you did the the, the wrong thing by attacking again an enemy and you got killed and so you have to grind only in the situation where you have to recover what you lost but it's your fault right mm. so it's built around your skills and the grinding comes up only when you you fucked up and i love that and uh, yeah so I, i'm against grinding in a sense yeah Des- destiny is uh it's it's a trifling bitch really um yeah i mean i, I jumped in on destiny it was funny i, I actually I saw an advert for Destiny f- f- like forever ago before it came out. It was like, hey, the Traveler, yada, 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 coming from Bungie. I'm like, eh, whatever. I liked Halo. I didn't really like it enough to jump on board. And really, the only reason I played Destiny is because randomly, out of nowhere, I got a message mm-hmm. on my PSN saying, hey, you've been invited to the Destiny Alpha whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like, oh, it's open for two days or three days. I was like, ah, all right, I'll try it out. I tried it out, and honestly, the gameplay is fun. It's a f- it's it's well polished gameplay. It feels good. It feels tight. Um, nothing yeah, the really broke up the game. That's what he said, "Yeah, I mean, the grind is real. I mean, the the grind has always been real, <laughs> and and it's much better now. Like I I so envy people who got who got Destiny in the past six months." Because they're playing a whole game. They're playing a different game than when I started playing it. So I really, really envy them. To the point of when I meet somebody who says, oh, yeah, I've been playing Destiny for two months. I just want to punch him in the cock. Because I'm like, dude, you you weren't there. You're not playing Destiny. You're playing what Destiny has become. So I'm really not that guy. But just it's evolved so far over over the years. and it really, it, it's, it's kind of like, it's just really, it starts out like almost every game. It starts out, I mean, like, I keep going back to The Division because I keep, I keep drawing so many parallels between Destiny and The Division. They just start off so rocky. They, they, it's a great idea. The mechanics are fun. The gameplay is fun. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many things that they did wrong. I mean, now, now you jump into Destiny, they finally, finally came up to and said, hey, we're just going to give you loot. You're going to play the game and you're going to be just buried in loot. You're going to be up to your fucking eyeballs in loot and not know what the hell to do with it. And that's cool because yeah, now yeah. it's now it's not so much of, oh man, I got to keep grinding. I got to keep grinding. I got to get this weapon. I got to get this weapon. I got to get this. Now it's, holy shit, I got all this stuff that I can try out. I don't even know where the hell to start now. Yeah, yeah they have like, to emphasize I have to the spend hours. Like, uh, I have to spend hours, uh, you know farming for runic iron or spin metal or something yeah yeah now you can just go buy it now that's like the the legendary marks when they first came out with legendary marks it was like well shit how the hell am i gonna get legendary marks oh i gotta sell this oh i gotta run my daily mission i gotta do this i gotta do that and you really had to work to get legendary marks now it's like i turned on the game oh shit i just got 50 legendary marks awesome you know um so they've really they've really gone the the concept of just give it to you just give it all to you. So I envy the people who play mm-hmm. Destiny now because it's really a much, much different game than it was. Um, 
and and I but give I give total think, kudos uh, to those people who were there day yeah. one and have stuck through it. Uh, as I said, just recently, I finally broke that whole Destiny hat on me. I still jump back and I play Crucible and I help out some of the clannies, but you know, really now that Destiny Two has been announced, it's really like, well, what am I working towards now? There's, you know, there's it's fun, but I've done everything. I agree. That's one thing that kind of started to turn me off to Destiny, and I haven't played it in the last month, is, okay, I have Destiny 2 in pre-order. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, what I, am I going to do now? I've literally done everything that you can do in Destiny. There's not a thing in Destiny yes. that you can do that I haven't done. And I don't know whether right, I feel I mean, proud saying that or embarrassed saying that. I was, I, was very, I was very turned off by the fact that... Uh, when I when I saw like the reviews of the game, uh, the whole uh, traveling to a planet and stuff was very tuned down. Like yes, absolutely butchered, absolutely butchered. And I, you know, for me the, <laughs> for me like the magic of that idea of uh, going on the planet and stuff was already done. Like I I was I thought that there was something else, you know, something more. Uh, like for example, in Mass Effect, you don't get the thing of you know. Uh, going to a planet without you know seamlessly right so i thought that in, in in destiny the exploration was the main thing the main team and uh, it was done perfectly but then you get teleported here and there and i realized that it was the usual game and so that and also the fact that it, there's a lot of grinding and mm-hmm. also the story was very underwhelming as they you know i heard i was absolutely like nope no thanks and i you know well, that's that's why I, that's why I envy anybody who started playing Destiny in the last six months because they they got a story. They, they, added, they added stuff. Yeah, yeah they they, they got a stuff. story. They got a actual oh, nice. game. Um, yeah, because you know there was a character that was saying, "I I can tell you why this happened because I we don't have time." Fucking the tell stranger. me. You know? <laughs> I, I don't have time yeah, to explain. So what I don't have time ridiculous. to explain. Time to explain. Yeah, yeah that was well, very. Why? That was the, the the death of uh, scripting. It was like very and people and people fucking you know uh, they 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 are kind of disappointed about Final Fantasy 15. What are you talking about? You know, Final Fantasy 15 has, has so much stuff in comparison yeah. that you know we we got used to maybe maybe we we kind of expect more from japanese productions maybe that's why people was a little bit underwhelmed by by final fantasy 15 even though it has so much stuff but people is not that uh, crit, um, critical critical about yeah critical mm-hmm. about destiny maybe because it's not uh, a standard we don't expect uh, you know uh uh, you know RPGs that are from uh, that are not from Japan to be deep, right? And so we eat up everything that we find. Like Destiny, you know, it's very grindy. There's not a lot of, uh, I don't know. We expect more stuff from Japanese, I guess. Well, here's a great story time with Cecil. So I played Destiny. <laughs> story and- time, story time. <laughs> yeah, we so, need an audio clip for this. I got to figure that out. So I nice. um. I, I play, as I said, I played Destiny from, from day one, and I played the hell out of it. I, I was playing it multiple hours a day, I mean, to the point where I, I honestly thought that my wife was going to uh, start putting crushed up glass in my food. In fact, I'm pretty sure she oh did my God. for a while. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like, I'm, I'm playing this game, and The Taken King comes out. And The Taken oh, King, yeah, the DLC, yeah. yeah, The Taken King by far was the best step that 
Bungie could have taken. They really took story as as serious as they should have. And I was playing the game, uh-huh. and I, I I forget what the hell spot I was on. I think I think I was in the spot where you steal, where you steal that chick's ship, and you start flying to the dreadnought, and uh, some stuff's happening. You're flying to the dreadnought. And my daughter walks in and she goes, dad, blah, 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 blah. And they said, hold on, honey, I want to watch this. <laughs> and uh, she turns around and she looks at the screen. And then she looks back at me with this astonished look on her face. And she goes, destiny has a story. <laughs> and it, it was that moment in time that I realized, wow, vanilla destiny was so bad. My six-year-old kid picked up on that. It sucked. I thought you were gonna say like, "Dad, I'm pregnant." Wait, I have to play Destiny. <laughs> Hold on, I got to Dad, I'm six year old and I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> oh shit! Shut up, let me play. <laughs> Kids are maturing super early nowadays, but uh, no, I, I don't have. Well, yeah, it's awesome that she, she she critiqued the, the, <laughs> the game. You know, at six years old, that's awesome. Well, that was the thing oh that God. blew me away. I was sitting there, and it was at yeah, that moment yeah. in time that I realized, holy shit. <laughs> Like she's gonna review video games for GameSpot. Yeah, in the I, I'm thinking to myself, I gotta get this kid playing more than just you know Candy Crush. Of course, this, this kid's gotta start playing other things because yeah. she's she nailed it. I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm balls deep into this game because I've just drank the Kool Aid, and she's all sitting there going, <laughs> "Destiny has a story," and I went, "Yeah, of course," and I went, "Well, wait a minute, no, it really doesn't." But I mean, it does now. Holy shit, my kid just friggin' trumped me. God damn it. <laughs> but do you guys think that maybe the new generations of people like for example when we were like six years old maybe or maybe yeah six years old we played uh mario uh the first mario right uh super mario mm-hmm. yes and do you think that people uh that will have the same age uh as us back then will be able to play decently games like mario super mario odyssey do you think that they they are raising the the difficulty level because if you think about it, the mechanics of games in general are, you know, every time there's something more. So I'm wondering if future people like your daughter, for example, will she able to play uh, decently a game like uh, like Super Mario Odyssey with all these little mechanics, uh, clever stuff, or she will suck, you know, at it. I'm kind of wondering because, you know, games are know. getting I more think... and more. Yeah. I honestly I think, don't uh, think that they're getting more difficult. I think games are yeah, getting inherently getting yeah, yeah. easier. I mean, yes. even games like huh. like you get games like Dark Souls and uh, and and like Demon Souls and and Bloodborne, and they're going back to the day that I remember where shit was hard. You know, it was unforgiving yep. if you died. Yep. Oh yeah, guess what? You start at the beginning. I mean, that was it. You you didn't have a save yeah. spot. Yep. You start at the beginning. If you died, you got three lives. Yeah, yeah. If you die, you're done. You're back. Mm. You're done. Yeah, many games have that level of like accessibility for young people, and uh, you know, uh, like for example, I think in Super Mario World, 3D World, they had like a cap that uh, now wait like a, a bonus, like a a power up to give you like invincibility, which is ridiculous because you know it doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, so everybody's ignoring even, that, but for young people, e- even the original Mario, you had the star power, which made you invincible for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, but you have seconds. to get it, so I don't know. You know, the pitfalls are still, uh, you can't, you know, save from that. If you go inside Well, that's, hole, that's a game dead. right there, pitfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there unforgiveness. Was, there's unforgiveness. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I missed true, jumping true. off the vine and a crocodile just ate my ass. God damn it. 
yeah but you know mario odyssey looks very convoluted and uh, i don't know if people will be you know young children will be able to master the game i think as usual you will have the game that is basically uh playable for young people but if you want to go the extra mile you can do all the optional challenges that are crazy difficult for us that we are more you know uh seasoned players right mm. i don't know if you guys are excited for mario odyssey <laughs> you I, don't I'm, seem to i'm be excited for a lot of nintendo stuff honestly uh, after this yeah. e3 show yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of what what nintendo's been bringing to the plate i'm hopeful same here that's that's all i can say is uh-huh. I'm not really excited or um, unexcited. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I didn't get Zelda yet because I know that if I start playing that, I'm fucked because I have to do the Final Fantasy video. <laughs> right. My I, if thing I start is, playing that, it's, it's over. You know, it's fucking right. right. Over My now. thing is, I don't have a Switch yet. And uh, if I got Breath of the Wild, it'd be for the Wii U. It's over. Uh, no. I. <laughs> I, I don't want to get it for the Wii U if they're yeah, going right. to discontinue the the store options for it. Yeah, yeah. Because they're coming I, out I, with that DLC. Yeah, I too decided to go for the Switch because I they had like a, a discount here in my town. And uh, for some reason here in Italy, they, we have a lot of Switches. But in the other, in the, the rest of the world, uh, hey, there are no one. Switches. I yeah, can't find I one why. anywhere here. <laughs> I, I guess that here in Italy, we are more poor, so we can't buy it. And so it's sitting in the stores. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so, you know. Well, we got we to gotta get to that point in time where we start wrapping up here. So, um, mm-hmm. Shez, tell people where they can find you at if they were so inclined to try to track you down and stalk you. Well, I guess that on YouTube nowadays, there's not so much people doing animations anymore. So <laughs> if you if you maybe write your favorite game and parody, you I hope you will find my cartoons. But I, you can also uh, type Matthew Shazman on YouTube. And yeah, you get to my channel. And I, I upload uh, cartoons uh, every couple of months. But I also do some updates and vlogs every now and then. And also, I have a Twitter, and but mostly Facebook, actually. Matthew Shazman, again, uh, the name of the page. So, yeah, you can um, find me there. Very cool. Blue Shark, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, at BlueShark45. You can also find me in the GNA um, Discord, uh, BlueShark45. And... Uh, Maybe things slow down a little bit and I've got more time. I'll go back to screen. It's twitch.tv slash the blue shark 45. Nice. Nice. Zyber Blood. Tell me where I'm going to find you. Alright. Mostly lately I've been hanging out on our uh, GNA uh, Discord channel. But you can also find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Zyberblood. That's C Y B E R B L O O D. And I'm hoping to, within uh, this coming week, uh, get episode one that I did with Cecil and Microbrew Games posted to my YouTube channel, which is Cyberblood Games. Looking forward to that, man. And I am Cecil Xavier. I have been your host for this evening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the show. A huge, huge thank you to Shez for joining us on the show tonight. Thanks to you guys. Yes, thank you. 
thank, thanks to you, seriously. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. Uh, you can also find us on Android with Google Play Music or Podcast App. You can follow us on Twitter, at GNA Podcast, or join us in the Discord chat. See the pinned tweet. We are on Facebook as well. Search GNA Podcast. We started playing, hosting guests on our Twitch feed, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Twitchcast. We also have a, a YouTube Twitch, which I'm going to get from Gravemind one of these days. I'll probably remember that one day. Uh, we are a proud member of the Ninja Page Pancake community. We're uh, where you can find shows such as <laughs> Warlock School, Self Res, and Loot Shoot Lane. Go check them out uh, and us on ninjapancake.com. Email us at GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA with questions, comments, or death threats. Love to hear from you. Love those death threats. Absolutely love those death threats. So, again, hey, Zyberblood, Shez, Blue Shark, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, have a great thank night. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Absolutely, brother. <laughs> <laughs>